0: Hi there. Since you're already on your phone or laptop, I have a quick favor to ask. If you enjoyed listening to Goop Tales and you haven't yet done so, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would be very, very grateful. Just go to gooptales.com forward slash review, and you'll be redirected to our podcasts page on Apple Podcasts. One star means you hate us. But five stars means you love us. And since you're already there, just push the subscribe button and that is the best way to make sure you will never miss an episode of Goop Tales. In the last episode of Goop Tales, we met Sweet Toothia, a charming little goop girl who is always very kind but can't resist taking a bite out of anything sweet. After disappearing through a hay bale while trying to steal pie jams, pie, Sweet Toothia landed in an Egyptian museum where she met Alexander, a regal black cat. She helped him come back to life and they explored the museum together, finding trouble in the form of two pharaohs who were after Sweet Toothia's special form of magic. Fortunately, Sweet Toothia discovered which pharaoh was good, and he helped her save Alexander and get back to Goop World. She was so excited to tell her friend Fixum about her experience, but he had been transported to the red sand dunes of Saudi Arabia. Keep listening to learn how he ended up there and how he's planning to get back home. Young Fixum could sometimes be viewed as odd, but his work ethic was one that deserved applaud. If ever there were a job to be done, fixum would not run but oh how focused he could get he would fix and fix until he worked up a sweat welcome to goop tales my name is maria calanchini and i'm the founder and creator of goop tales I created this podcast to offer you, the listener, a fun activity that keeps you entertained without the usage of screens. Whether the kids hate to share like never share, love to quarrel like quarreling, or take a little too much time doing anything like dilly-dally, The Goops will help them work on these habits and behaviors while being inspired through imaginative plots and travel. Step into Goop World and discover new cultures, learn interesting facts about different countries, and fascinating animals. The Goops are expecting you. Today's story is Fixum and the Red Sand Dunes of Saudi Arabia. And this story was inspired by Walker Bland. Here he is now talking about Fixum. I'm Walker from New York City. I like goose Tales a lot. I I listen to them every night. I have two new groups, Mopalina and Fixum. Mopalina carries a little mop, and she mops things what she wants for with her. And Fixum carries around a little tool of 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 tool a little toolbox and and he, and he and he fixes anything what he doesn't think's right. Awesome. Do you want to share how bye. old you are? Do you want to share how old I'm six years old. bye Thanks. Thanks for making goop tales. Thank you, Walker, for suggesting Fixum and Mopolina. This story is centered around Fixum. And hopefully you won't mind if I took a few creative liberties with your suggestions. To see our drawing for the goops, all of the photos that go with this story, as well as the cover for Fixum and the Red Sand Dunes of Saudi Arabia, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 83. That's eight three. If you've already sent a goop idea for a story, have written a review like Walker did, or simply sent us an email, listen until the end to see if you get a shout out. Chapter One. Once upon a time, there was a diligent young goop named Fixum. Fixum had the extraordinary power of focus. He was able to block out all the noise and goings-on around him at any given moment and focus on just one thing. This was an enviable skill that often left the rest of the goops in awe. In particular, the Screener twins, Screener and Screenalina. All of the goops would always remember the science fair that Fixum won. He had spent days building a kaleidoscope. Fixum had carefully created tubes, cut out mylar and paper shapes, and assembled them all together into a kaleidoscope, that created fantasy shapes and colors when you looked through it. Every detail of the kaleidoscope was perfect. Fixum rolled the tubes himself, designed the interior paper, and cut out the mylar with precision. The end result was a science fair winning kaleidoscope. He didn't have too much competition Because most of the other goops didn't have his power of focus. Screener and Screenalina started to make a camera obscura out of an old coffee can. But when they looked up videos on how to put it together, they would get very distracted by all the rest of the videos they saw on their screens. And they would disappear down a rabbit hole and forget to build their camera obscura. Fixum used his power of focus to fix things. He loved to tinker with toy cars and trains and just about anything mechanical. One of his favorite activities was putting on his yellow hard hat and matching vest with a hammer emblem. He would then go out and open the garage door and place a Fixum is working, sign on the sidewalk. Then he would pull out an old bike or lawnmower and set to work on fixing it. Fixum would begin at sunrise, and by sunset, everything he touched was in tip-top condition and running like a dream. Many of the goops would bring him their broken toys and ask him to fix them. He always happily obliged. Once, Snatcher brought him a broken down old scooter that he had swiped from the dump and Fixum was able to oil it, shine it, fix it, paint it red, and put on new tires and create something fantastic. When Snatcher came by to pick up the scooter, he brought Lummi-Try with him. Lummytry try was carrying his brand new jack-in-the-box, which he placed on the ground, in order to hop on Snatcher's new scooter. Let me try He shouted with glee as he sped away on the scooter, with Snatcher looking after him in irritation. What's this? said Fixum as he picked up lummi jack jack-in-the-box. He then proceeded to disassemble Jack in the box and put Jack back in the box upside down. Upon return, Lummy Try picked up his Jack in the Box, and Jack's rear end popped right out of the box. Lemmy Try was not pleased. Fixum, not everything needs to be fixed. This was brand new, he scowled. Whoops, sorry, said Fixum. I didn't know. Hm said Let me try." as he walked away with his prized jack-in-the-box. Maybe I will bring it back tomorrow, and you can fix it. Okay, said Fixum happily. Fixum knew that sometimes his love for fixing things went too far. He fixed things that didn't need fixing. Playalina didn't mind this at all, as she had a plethora of toys that almost all needed fixing. Playalina loved nothing more than to play all day and she played hard. She had broken almost every one of her toys so she and Fixum were fast friends. Whatever you break, bring to me Playalina. I will fix it for you, said Fixum. Perfect, replied Playalina. One very foggy morning, Goop World, Playalina gathered up the pieces of a broken racetrack and walked over to Fixum's house. As usual, he was out in his garage with his Fixum is working sign sitting on the sidewalk. Hi, Fixum. Can you fix my racetrack pieces? I've broken a few and they don't fit together anymore, said Playalina. Fixum quickly dropped what he was doing to take a look at the track pieces. Of course I can, he replied. Just put them down near my bike, he said, pointing to a spot on the ground. Playalina put down her track pieces, and as she did, one of the cars for the track fell from her pocket. Whoops! Don't worry about that little car. It isn't broken, she said as she hopped on Fixum's bike. just gonna ride your bike while I wait, she announced. No problem, said Fixum, as he watched Playalina cruise down the street. Then he turned to pick up the broken track pieces, but instead he picked up the little car. It was a tiny dune buggy that was bright red and had two seats, four giant bouncy wheels, and a cushioned steering wheel. This steering wheel is so cool, said Fixum as he picked up his screwdriver and proceeded to try and unscrew it just to see how it worked. His screwdriver was a bit large for the tiny car and Fixum leaned in to get a better look. As he did, a gust of wind swirled around him, shrunk him down to the scale of the dune buggy, and deposited him in the driver's seat. Then the wind picked up the entire dune buggy and flew away. Chapter Two Fixum clung fiercely to the steering wheel of the dune buggy as he flew through a sand cloud with his eyes squeezed shut. Sand grains peppered him like tiny needles and he thought it would never end. Fixum was trapped in the middle of a raging sandstorm that lasted for over an hour. Never once did he open his eyes or let go of the steering wheel his hard hat remained firmly planted on his head and gave him a little protection. Right when Fixum thought he couldn't take it anymore, the sandstorm began to taper down until it finally disappeared and left Fixum in the middle of a red sand desert. Slowly, he wiped the sand from his face, opened his eyes, and looked around. All Fixum could see were red sand dunes, dunes that went on in every direction with no end. There wasn't even a flicker of wind. The air was calm and silent and very hot. Fixum finally released his grip on the steering wheel and popped out of the dune buggy. He turned around in silent awe. Everything felt like a dream. Here he was in the middle of a vast red desert with nothing but a dune buggy. There was no one to tell him that he couldn't ride up and down the dunes as fast as he wanted. Fix them! jumped up and down and shook himself, releasing sand everywhere. Then he hopped back in the dune buggy and pushed a button that said, start. It worked. The tiny buggy roared to life and Fixum positioned himself behind the steering wheel, put his foot on the little gas pedal and sped forward. He zoomed through the sand up and over Dune after dune. The buggy was fast and fun. Fixum let out a huge yelp of joy. Wahoo! He felt free. After an entire afternoon of riding the dunes, Fixum's dune buggy broke down. It just stopped. Fixum got out and looked slowly around the desert realizing that he hadn't seen anyone else the entire day and that the landscape hadn't changed. He started to feel lonely. What if he was just stuck out here in the red sand dunes forever, he wondered. He stood up, cupped his hands around his mouth, and yelled, Anybody here? His voice echoed back at him. Then he stood still and waited in silence. Nothing. Well, maybe I can ride my way out of this desert, he said aloud. I wouldn't count on that, answered an unknown voice. Fixum whipped around, looking for the voice, but there was nothing but red sand. He turned again and still Nothing. You will only see me if I want you to, said the voice. Are you invisible? asked Fixum in awe. To you, yes. I've made myself invisible, but not in the way you think, said the voice. What do you mean? asked Fixum. I mean that I can camouflage myself. So you can't see me if I choose. Not even my footprints. And considering that I have lived in this desert for years, I know what I'm doing, replied the voice. Won't you show yourself to me? I I won't hurt you. I promise, said Fixum. The voice let out a little (laughs) laugh. I'm not worried about that, but I am curious about your machine. Oh, yes, the dune buggy. I got it from my friend Playalina. I was trying to fix it, and I landed here. Well, a storm, a storm, a sandstorm brought me here, said an excited Vixum. A sandstorm? questioned the voice with an apprehensive tone. Yes, a stands, a, a, a sandstorm answered Fixum. Then, as if by magic, Fixum watched as the sand in front of him transformed into a very cute cat. In fact, it was the most adorable cat that Fixum had ever seen. This is not good. That sandstorm will find you again and toss you around the dunes ever said the cat Fixum was still so transfixed by the magic of the cat appearing that he didn't know what to say Let me explain so you will snap out of your trance You can't afford to be in a trance here in the sand dunes said the cat Then he introduced himself as Paka Paka was a sand cat that lived in the desert with his Clowder, which was a group of sand cats. He warned Fixum not to be deceived by his cute appearance and told him that in fact he was strong and capable and knew how to take care of himself in the dangerous desert. The desert that could be over. 100 degrees in the day and drop by almost 100 degrees at night the desert was a formidable place and she ate up visitors like candy she's looking for you you may have escaped that last sandstorm but she has not forgotten you you don't want to be her next piece of candy warned Paka in a serious tone. Uh, no, I don't, said Fixum as he looked at his broken dune buggy. In the very near distance, Fixum and Paka listened to the wind howl. Fixum looked out at the horizon to an enormous swirling tornado of sand headed straight for him. Chapter 3 She's coming for you, said Paka, and she looks angry. Fixum clenched his hard hat as fear streamed through his tiny body. He had never experienced anything like this before. What? What do we do? He asked in desperation. Quick, follow me, said Paka. Then Paka quickly ran in the opposite direction of the sandstorm, with Fixum hot on his heels. They hadn't gone very far when Paka stopped abruptly and turned to Fixum. "'Get in now!' he said as he motioned to a hole in the sand. Fixum jumped into the hole and Paka followed right behind as the sandstorm howled in the background." Fixum found himself in a burrowed-out tunnel that he hurriedly moved through until he came to a large opening. The opening was a warm and comfortable dugout with several blankets covering the ground and a series of tunnels built off the dugout. Fixum wondered where they led. Welcome to our burrow said Paka proudly. Our Burl, said Fixum, with an emphasis on the "R." Yes, I made this place with my clowder. That would be my cousins, aunts, and uncles, siblings, and nieces, and nephews, of course. What about your parents? asked Fixum. Unfortunately, they got swept away in the last sandstorm and we haven't seen them since. I still hope to find them one day, said Paka. Fixum thought about his own parents for a moment and how much he missed them. Then he asked, Where is the rest of your clowder? Off in their own little burrows. We still have quite a few tunnels down here, and everyone has their own apartments. This is mine, the main burrow. We gather here often, especially when we're all home during a sandstorm, said Paka proudly as he gestured around the space. Just then, Fixum turned to see a tiny sandcat face appear in the entry of a nearby tunnel. Oh, that is my niece, Kaya. I'm sure she wants to get a look at you, said Paka. Kaya was adorable and shy and hid her face between her paws. After a couple of minutes, she emerged from her place in the tunnel and went over to Fixum, looking him up and down. It's okay. He won't hurt you, said Paka. He's just waiting out the sandstorm with us. Kaya hopped up on Fixum's shoulder and gave him a tiny lick. Then she knocked off his hard hat and started to climb on his head. Paka saw the look of concern on Fixum's face. Don't worry, she won't hurt you. You won't feel a thing. The underside of our paws are covered with fur, so we don't sink into the sand. We don't even leave footprints in the sand. We're sand cats, said Paka proudly. Fixum relaxed and smiled as Kaya tickled his head with her furry paws. She didn't make a peep, but she was having a ball. Fixum's head was nice and big and round, just like all the rest of the goops. And for Kaya, it was a giant ball of fun. She hopped on and off it and gave Fixum sweet little licks. She likes you, said Paka. Fixum grinned. A few of Paka's relatives emerged from the tunnels and said hello. His great-uncle Farouk came out. He looked at Fixum, and then he listened to the sandstorm above. She knows you're here. She hasn't forgotten you, he said as he motioned upwards, and then he quietly disappeared. Fixum looked at Paka I'm sorry. I feel like I'm endangering all of you with the sandstorm. I don't know what to do. I, I I don't know where to go, he said. It's okay. We can figure out a plan together. I will help you. Come, now, rest, said Paka, as he showed Fixum into a tiny dugout off the main burrow. Fixum nestled into the dugout and tried to rest, but he couldn't. He listened to the sandstorm howling above, thinking he was the cause of it. I need to fix this, he thought to himself. I'm putting Kaya and Farouk and all the rest of Paka's clowder in danger. I must do something. Then he stood up, went into his deep focus mode, put his hard hat on his head and began to dig a tunnel he dug and dug all night long deeper and deeper his tunnel went with the sandstorm howling above him all the while then he broke through to an opening chapter four Bixom's hand shot right through the earth above him into another burrow. This was not what he was expecting. He had planned on breaking out into the sandstorm so that it would carry him away and leave Paka and his family alone. Instead, he found himself climbing up into another small dugout where he came face face to face with two sets of eyes. Fixum froze as four glowing yellow eyes stared back at him. For a moment, no one moved. Then Paka's voice boomed from below. What are you doing up there? He called. You can't go out out in this storm. Paka, said a voice. Coming from one of the sets of eyes, Paka immediately recognized the voice of his mother. Mama! He called back. Within moments, both of Paka's lost parents and Fixum had made their way back down to Paka's burrow where they held a family reunion. Paka's parents told Paka and the rest of the family but ever since the last sandstorm, they had searched the dunes for the family burrow, but they were always thrown off course by the wind. When they saw the current sandstorm coming, they knew they had to hide quickly. At first, they tried to dig a burrow, but the storm was coming so rapidly, they didn't have time. That was when Paka's father spotted a strange-looking vehicle in the distance. They hurried over to it and discovered a dune buggy that was turned upside down. Paka's parents quickly got beneath the dune buggy and began to dig, and that was how they ended up in the little dugout above Paka's burrow. Oh, Mama, Papa, I can't believe it. I didn't know if we would Ever see you again, sang out Paka. It was all thanks to that dune buggy, said his mother as she curled up on a blanket and drifted off to sleep. Paka looked at Fixum and gave him a forlorn smile. He knew how desperately Fixum wanted to get back home. Fixum put on his best brave face as Paka's father watched them. He had an idea. He knew that if it wasn't for Fixum's abandoned dune buggy, he may never have found his family. He wanted to help Fixum get home. Windstorms in the red sand dunes were strong and relentless, and this one was chasing Fixum, wanting to swallow him. It was moving east. We must help him, Fixum said Paka's father. But how, Papa? asked Paka. Paka's father went on to explain that the sand cats had lived in the red sand dunes for over a hundred years. They knew the ways of the sand dunes and the sandstorms. He had a plan. They would wait for the sandstorm above to pass when it was gone in a day or so. They would go out and find Fixum's dune buggy and strap him in. Then they would summon Eurus, the east wind, with a song from the clowder. Eurus would come from the east and do their bidding, picking up Fixum and carrying him westward and home. far, far away from the howling sandstorm that was moving east. Excellent idea, said Paka, knowing it was their only chance. And so, after waiting patiently for the sandstorm to pass above, Paka, his clowder, and Fixum emerged from the burrow into a quiet and still red sand desert. They found Fixum's dune buggy, buried beneath a dune above the burrow. They dug it out and strapped Fixum in. After they said their goodbyes, the entire clouder moved to the east and began to sing. East wind, east wind, we summon you. Hear our song and follow through. Take young, young Fixum, to, to the, the west, west, and show us you are, are the best. best. The eastern wind heard the song of the clouder, and she couldn't resist. She gently blew towards them and swept up Vixom. He gripped the steering wheel with one hand and waved in delight as he sailed through the sky with the eastern wind. He had just disappeared over the horizon when the raging sandstorm changed direction to pursue him. But it was too late. Fixum had landed back on his street in Goopworld. World. He was sitting in a dune buggy in front of his house and could not wait to run off and show it to play Alina. But she was nowhere to be found. She was in the Trevi Fountain in Rome. But that is a tale for another time. If you have a goop idea that you want to share with me, just ask a grown-up to help you send it on over. To send your idea through a voice message, just go to gooptales.com and on the right side of the screen... You're gonna see a green button that says, Leave a 90 second voice message for Maria. If you send in a voice message, not only will I probably send you back a response, but also if we end up choosing your goop for a story, we might even play your voice message on the podcast. Would you like to hear your voice on the Goop Tales podcast? If you do, then make sure and leave a voice message. Now, if you're curious to see the cover drawing for this story and the photos that go with it, visit gooptails.com forward slash episode 83. That's 8 3. Now, I would love to see your drawing as well. If you're feeling creative, just draw a picture of Fixum and ask a grown-up to tag us on it in social media we're on Facebook and Instagram at Gooptales and now I want to take a moment to give a few shout outs to some of you who have written in to me and I want to thank Varna Louisa Clementine Aminata Alex Aya Nina Judah Sage Elias Joe, Ozan, Elliot, and Reverie. You all have the most interesting and beautiful names. And I want to thank you all for writing in and leaving a review or a voice message. I love reading and listening to your comments. So thank you. Now, before I go, I'm curious to know what you thought of today's story. I found out so many interesting facts about the red sand dunes and sand cats in Saudi Arabia while I was doing my research. For example, did you know that a group of sand cats is called a clowder? You probably learned that in this story. Or that the long hair covering the soles of the sand cat's feet, it insulates their foot pads against the really hot and the really cold temperatures in deserts. I thought that was very cool and they don't leave footprints either. If you're curious to find out more about the real place behind today's story, then you won't want to miss my next Behind the Story episode. And this is also your chance to send in questions that you want me to answer about this episode or about goop tales in general. But hurry, You're going to need to send in your email or your voice recording either today or by the latest tomorrow so that I can record the next Behind the Story episode, which is coming out on Friday. And don't forget to subscribe so you get notified when it launches.